Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Surviving My Podcast. A survivor podcast about living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD in support of all who have survived the trauma of abuse. Join me as we heal together, raise awareness, and inspire everyone to survive, thrive, and conquer their past. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Surviving My Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm super stoked to have you back here for another edition of the show. If you are a first-time listener, thanks so much for joining. I'm glad that you found the podcast, and I hope that you'll find it validating, encouraging, and maybe a little fun, too. And if you're a long-time listener, thanks so much for always coming back. You guys rock. You're amazing. I appreciate the support and the encouragement so much. It means the world to me, and I'm glad to have you here on this healing journey. So with that, let's jump right into this week's special guest. She's a friend of mine that I met online. Tally Love runs a blog called KinfoChronicles.com, and we're going to learn more about that. We're going to learn more about her advocacy work and what it means to forgive and to release yourself from those who seek to invalidate you and keep you stuck. So without further delay, let's jump right into it, and here we go. She's on literally the other side of the world right now. Um, as we are recording this, so Tally, what's shaking? How are you? And welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Excellent, excellent. Yep. So I am um, just super stoked to talk to you and learn more about your website. Um, you know, as I said, you and I had chatted previously on your blog, um, which we'll get to here in a second, and let everybody know is kinfolkchronicles.com. That's kinfolkchronicles.com. You can find that. And that is Tally's website. And we're going to start off first by um, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into your website and your mission. Yeah. uh, So I am Tally Love. Um, As he mentioned, I uh, run Kinfolk Chronicles there. I have a podcast and a blog, much like uh, Matt, very much the same. Um, I also run a Facebook group for adults who are uh, sadly estranged from family. And so that group um, has about 3000 people in it now. It's been up and running for maybe six months uh, and it's just rapidly growing. But it is a space for people who are trying to cope and deal with estrangement. That's a big uh, focus with Kimfolk Chronicles. Obviously, we do deal with uh, family trauma, but I really, really put a big focus on that estranged piece because number one, it just takes a different kind of, um, I guess, strength and strategy to get through that life, as well as I'm targeting the stigma that comes with that. So people who don't understand it and they stigmatize the fact that some of us are estranged, um, I'm targeting that as well. I check out your blog post, and of course, I was on your podcast, and um, you know, there's a lot of great information here. Um, you had mentioned something that is close to my heart, which, of course, is the uh, stigma surrounding being estranged from your family. Um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, be it um, a, a toxic relationship, narcissistic caregivers, whatever the case may be. Um, so, tell us a little bit more about your Facebook group too, um, and how that, you know, why you got started with it. 
and really just um, you know, kind of your your overall mission with your Facebook group and all the growing uh, membership that you have there? Yeah, so I started that group. It's so funny because I've come such a long way in kind of a short period of time. Um, when I started that group, I was actually in a lot of probably severe pain, if you want to think about it emotionally. Um, I had gone through an incident with my mom where um, for many years, all of my adult life, I've been estranged off and on. And there was always this um, pressure from society to be a part of family, to go back, to forgive. Um, it was just that pressure because it's like, you only get one mom and I'm younger. So I'm not sure of myself. I keep questioning myself, wondering, you know, what did I do wrong? So it would cause me to keep going back. You know, I'd be away a couple of years and then I'd go back on away a few years. And so anyway, um, quite recently I went back again and was hurt, but not only was I hurt, um, an incident happened. It's such a long story, but I'll just say, It was pretty much so in my face, so black and white, like from my mother, particularly and all my family. I'm a scapegoat scapegoat within my family. There's all kind of triangulation. There's the golden child that's hanging out there. There's all these different pieces. But that incident was pretty much my mom making it very, very clear to me that I don't love you. I won't love you. And so it was just severe in my face. And some quick examples of that are me writing a letter, pretty much begging her, please just be my mom, give me a piece of you and being ignored down to her finally admitting that my father hated me and he was severely abusive to me. I mean, to admit this to me, you know, in my thirties after years, and she admitted it because she had come to a point where she was finally going to leave him and she was finally admitting all of his abuse. And also when she admitted it to me, he was being severely abusive at that time he had uh, done the whole scapegoat thing accusing me of causing the divorce when I knew nothing about it I wasn't around I don't I barely talk to these people so she admits it and then she turns around and um ignores me and blocks me out again because she decided to go back to him and so without giving you the full details that was just the biggest biggest hardest slap in the face and realization of wow this woman just does not have it for me um my family isolating me uh publicly slandering and shaming me um on public forums for causing this this uh divorce when I literally I think if a scapegoat is listening they can understand like you weren't there you have nothing to do with it you know nothing about it but yet you're the cause of it you never said one word about it you're off living your life um and so that incident was just like okay enough I know I can never go back and so I needed resources help support and While there were groups out there for people with strained relationships or people who were still fighting, I didn't see anything for people who were like, "Okay, I don't have parents and I'm going to have to deal with life alone and I'm going to have to make this cut. And so I created that that group for myself. Um, I do virtual retreats. I do uh, I have a digital product called a 21 day um, reparenting yourself. God, I do all these things that bring us together. Virtually, my ultimate goal is to bring us together physically, um, be at a conference, be at a meeting at Christmas or something like that. As a former meeting and event planner, it is my goal to be able to just have a space and a container where people in this space can actually come together, chat, have resources, ways of healing, ways of supporting each other. And so 
that's what that uh, group is all about. You know, um, I want to get back to the whole um, virtual retreat thing that you do, because I think that's important. And I think it can be a great benefit to a lot of people. But I want to double back for a second um, and talk a little bit about something you mentioned, which was the pressure to forgive. And, um, you know, me being a survivor um, of abuse, be it both childhood sexual abuse and narcissistic abuse, and, um, you know, understanding what it means to be under the, the pressure or, you know, the thumb of that oppression of someone um, you know, who, who constantly invalidates you in any way. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure from family members and friends and society. Well, it's your mom or it's your dad or it's your this or that. You need to forgive them. You only live once. All this kind of crap that we hear that is that that can be so invalidating. So maybe um, talk a little bit, if you can, about how um, difficult that concept of uh, forgiveness is for you and, and how much maybe you struggle with it. And, you know, if you've come to a place or if you think you'll ever get to a place where you can end up uh, forgiving or, um, you know, that type of thing and really kind of just dive into that. Because I know it's really hard for me. It's hard for so many survivors that I talk about that we it's hard enough to actually radically accept what happened. But then the the, the concept of forgiving can be very, very daunting. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that. Um, and it's funny that people assume that I haven't forgiven simply because I am estranged. Um, I did a podcast on that, Forgive or Not to Forgive. I think that, uh, and I have to teach people a lot about forgiveness in my group. Um, I think that forgiveness, much like religion, people have put their own ideas around it and people have made it this thing to where you haven't forgiven unless it looks like you've forgiven to me. And my question is, how do you know that I haven't forgiven? How do you, what does, what, I mean, I understand that we have a certain definition of forgiveness, but there's so many variations and it can be so wide and, and all of this thing, but it's such a personal thing. And it's like, what difference does it really make to you. I personally don't struggle with forgiveness um, simply because um, I think I'm quite dismissive in nature anyway. Uh, my attitude is very much like I believe in that whole thing, like unforgiveness is holding a coal in your hand, expecting it to hurt someone else. Like I believe all of that. However, I don't preach it and I don't push it because I don't I don't necessarily think that you need to believe the way that I believe or that you need to forgive the way I forgive. Same thing with religion. I don't think you need to be spiritual the way I'm spiritual. I think it's a very personal um, thing. When it comes down to forgiving, why it's not a struggle for me, um, a big part of my healing is moving beyond these people and their crap. Um, and I was just telling someone yesterday, I'd be damned if I cut off my family. It feels like I cut off an arm, right? It's it's hard to cut your family off because you go without the family support and you go along with the stigma. I'd be damned if I continue to suffer uh, as a result of these people and their residual pain. And in my personal opinion, this lack of quote unquote forgiveness or holding on to this anger is me still allowing them to have some control or some part of place in my head, you know, that it's just like, why? I'm just completely dismissive um, of these people. Now, is there some pain? Absolutely. I believe that there will always be pain. I think this is the other thing. I think that people say, oh, you need to forgive so you can heal. I, I am of the school of thought. And again, people don't have to agree with me. There will always, always, always be something missing there. There will always be like this, this hole in my heart per se, but it's my job to keep that hole filled um, with things outside of mom but I just think on a spiritual or 
the grander scale of things, like there's always going to be something missing there. It's just my responsibility to deal with it the best that I can. And just because it's my mom missing or my family missing, everybody has something. Everybody on earth has something that they have to deal with. And this just happens to be my thing. Um, But do I need to get to a place where I can satisfy or appease an onlooker and my forgiveness looks ideal to them? Because to them, forgiveness means, oh, well, you do send your mom a, a Christmas gift. I mean, if you don't send her a Christmas gift, then you have a forgiven. And then there's this shame that comes along with it. And I'm just at a place where it's like, I don't need you to understand what's going on with me internally. This isn't about how you view me or how you judge me. It's about how I genuinely feel within my heart. And so what I have taught a lot of people and what has helped a lot of people who struggle with this whole forgiveness thing, I say, okay, take away the word forgiveness and let's just look at the word reconcile. And so reconcile is just one plus one is two. And it's saying, okay, I thought that my parents should do this, but my parents did that. It was really sad and upset. It was not a good thing. I can't change it. If I continue to dwell on it, this is where my life will be. If I let it go, this is where my life will be. And so people are able to take that process. And I take a lot of my people through this process and it helps them tremendously because as long as they're trying to hold on to this idea of forgiveness or the lady at church told them that, oh, well, if you forgive you, I mean, surely, you know, this is how you would act to be able to be free from that and to be comfortable with, okay, how am I feeling inside? Am I really uh, harboring some rage? And if so, How can I get rid of that? And why do I need to get rid of that? It's not for the fact that society is telling me that I need to get rid of it. I want to get rid of that rage because I just don't want to feel rage, (laughs) you know, and um, maybe I don't want to call that forgiveness. And that's fine. You don't have to because this isn't about this isn't about pleasing you or pleasing someone else. Um, So forgiveness. Yes, I'm able to say, yes, I can forgive, but I don't need I'm not here to encourage somebody else to do that. I am encouraging to at least reconcile to at least look at it. And again, I have a whole podcast that kind of breaks that down and explains it, (laughs) but I can go on and on. But no, I am not harboring any unforgiveness. Pain, hurt, a broken heart, somewhat. I'm not walking around completely wounded, you know, but yeah, there'll always be something there that is just like, okay, I'm I'm that motherless child. I'm that scapegoat of the family, but I do the work to keep myself happy. I live a good, good, juicy, good life, to be completely honest. (laughs) That's excellent. Um, so, and actually, while, while you were talking, uh, something kind of struck me. So, um, you know, I think it's amazing when when you can get to a place, and I, I know it's so hard for so many people, um, you know, that I talk to and interact with, and you know, something that I've struggled with a lot in the past is really coming to that point where you are advocating for yourself, and you're okay with what healing means to you, or what forgiveness means to you, or what reconciling means to you, and really being okay with being, um, you know, with, with, with people not agreeing with you or the way you look at it and really just doing what's best for you. Um, do you find in your Facebook group and with your clients and people on your retreat and whatnot, do they find that, that approach, do they seem to really kind of embrace that or, or do they kind of struggle and question it at first before they really kind of get behind the idea? Different strokes for different folks. I run into all kinds of people. And here's one thing that anybody that follows me knows. I'm always saying eat the meat and throw away the bone. I don't run 
a platform where I need or even desire everyone to agree with every little thing that I say. And if you think about it, I said, this is how I do it. This is what I suggest. Um, Several people have been moved by my idea of forgiveness or changing it from forgiveness and making it reconciling. But I guarantee you, there's probably another group of people that have unfollowed me and been like, girl, this is baloney. And that's okay for me. My message is to reach those that resonate with my message and those that say, I really, I really, I really like what this girl is saying. And that's who I'm targeting. Um, That's who I'm there to help. Someone else may have a completely different school of thought and that may help the other individual. But yes, am I helping people by leaps and bounds? Absolutely. I was just telling a friend, I get emails several daily for people saying, thank you. You help me. Um, Have I had people that say, hmm, let let me think about that. Yes, they've had to think about it. And then they come back and they're like, yeah, I get that. Have I had people to rebut me? Yes, I've had people to rebut me. And all of it is okay with me. All, all bits and pieces of it are okay because who am I to, t- again, that's what for, that's why forgiveness is so, such a tough thing because people have made it this thing where it's like, they're trying to make it so, um, what's the word? Like this solid thing. And it's not the same way, like I said about religion or spirituality, you can't box this in and, and, and package it in this one way and say that this is what it is. You've got to let people feel things and reconcile things on their own terms and in their own time. Somebody might hear me today and think it's baloney. And then a month from now, three years from now, they're like, oh, that really makes sense because they have life experiences that match it. So um, people are all over the place. But is it helpful to a lot of people? Absolutely. That's why I keep talking about it, because it helps a lot of people. Yeah. And you know what? That's a great point. And, um, and you know, something to really, um, you know, kind of drive home is, what you present and, and the way you present it, um, you know, obviously can, um, you know, can resonate differently, you know, depending on what what part of your life you're in, what circumstances you're in, if you're healing from abuse or estrangement or some type of trauma, you know, early on, perhaps there, there's a lot of guilt and questions and confusion. But as you start to move forward and learn to advocate for yourself and to put up those healthy boundaries and realize what works for you may not work for me and vice versa, but that doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It just means it works for you. And that's the important thing. That's really amazing. I talk to a lot of people who who work with coaches or therapists or whoever and they really just have problems embracing the uh, presentation of, you know, what they're trying to share because they're just not in that right place to hear it. But they like, you know, like you mentioned, you come back six months later, a year later, five years later, and you're like, well, holy shit. Like, you know, this really hits home right now. And now I understand. And now I, I'm at a place to embrace that. So I, I think it's awesome that you give your, your clients and, you know, your Facebook group that room to really just Take it, you know, take it or leave it, embrace it when they're ready uh, type of mindset. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I have to let people be where they are. There are some people that are so broken. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'm I'm guilty of a lack of patience sometimes when it comes to people that are so broken. I'm, I'm completely honest about that. I'm always honest about it. I have other admin that are a lot more patient. Um, and I... Um, but I do allow them to be, you know, um, I've had people, oh, well, don't let them be there. We're all about healing. We've moved forward. And I'm like, no, allow these people to be in the space that they are. And I always have to preface what was yesterday. I said, I'm not trying to minimize your pain. I'm not trying to say that what you're feeling, I'm not trying to invalidate it, but please hear me on this. And hopefully down the line, you can absorb this and, and take it. And I mean, who am I to judge these people? Or Even though I have this lack of patience, 
I've been there. I have been so broken that I've been on the edge of the cliff ready to jump off. I've been in a fetal position crying and boohooing. I've been questioning my life and, you know, do I even want to do this? I've been there. Um, My lack of patience and my frustration comes from the fact that now I know there is another place to be in. And when I tell you, man, I'm not kidding you. I'm not just getting by. I'm not surviving. I am thriving. I live the life of my dreams. And so to be in this place and to see somebody stuck and I guess to get this feeling that they don't want to move forward, that they want to say stay stuck, it just grinds my gears because I'm like, babe, you deserve so much better. These people already made your life a living hell for so long and life is so short. And because I'm just 100% like aware now that there's another way of being, it drives me crazy. (laughs) So I attract that person that can't embrace how crazy it drives me and that person that wants to see um, my juicy life as an example of where they can be. I attract that person that's like, you know what, I'm hurting right now, but I believe you, Tally, and I want to get there. Um, that person who's like, oh, you're, you're a crock of shit. This hurts. This is sad. I want to wallow in this. I want to be miserable. We kind of don't, we don't, we don't match each other. But I always say to them, hey, I'll be here to push you on when you're ready to be pushed on because people are in different spaces and I do respect that. I always find it so interesting whenever I talk to, you know, coaches and professionals and authors or advocates or bloggers or whoever, just to really get a feel for how they present their platform and their, their program and, you know, their mindset of healing. I can just imagine so many people just really um, flocking to your, your positive outlook, you know, your, your drive to heal, your drive to not stay stuck of how you have been able to overcome and really live the life of your dreams and be able to share and advocate and run these uh, virtual retreats, which is what I want to get to next. So explain to us what the virtual retreats are, when they happen, what they're about, all that good stuff. Yeah. So um, again, I've been around for six months. We're still fairly new. Um, I do a lot of lives where I give talks within my group. Um, and I also have a group that for people that are not estranged. Uh, it's just a Kimfolk Chronicles group on Facebook. And so in that group, people can talk about the full gamut. Uh, but we did a letter writing retreat that was just awesome, where we wrote letters to different people in our lives. And it was very structured. And we met every week and we went through different phases. And it was awesome. People healed tremendously. And then recently, I've released a kind of a self-help guide. And it's called Reparent Yourself. And it's a 21-day guide and mind shift. And people are able to, to download it. It's just $11. And it's a 21-day process. And I take them through those days of actually tapping into their inner child, getting to know their inner child, Um, having their inner child participate with them throughout the remainder of this life, keeping that inner child in mind. That's the driving force essentially to me out here living a wonderful life and having a blast. I'm always showing people how I'm doing things that may appear somewhat playful and childlike. be it that, like, for instance, out in Southeast Asia, I was recently at what they call a Suncrom Festival. It's just this big, huge citywide, countrywide um, uh, water gun fight. And so I explained to people that when I'm, and I post these pictures and I explain that when I'm doing this, people may see this 30 something year old woman running around with a water gun, but I know that it's my inner child that's running around having fun redeeming herself because back when she should have been playing with water guns, she was terrified and being beaten and, and, and being, you know, just completely abused and didn't get to live 
that. And so it's not about necessarily just being childish and, and not being responsible, but it's about redeeming that inner child and, and giving myself a chance to reparent and start over. It's not about me criticizing my parents along the way or you know, thinking about how evil or how bad they did things, but it's about me taking my power back and saying, you know what, I have the power to make my life excellent today. Even though it was painful back then, I have the power to make my life excellent today. And I'm going to bring little me along with me um, because it was so bad for her back then. We're going to have the adult version of Tally is going to have this wonderful life where I go out and do wonderful things. And I'm also going to bring her along and I'm going to let her uh, remind me of what really makes me happy. Remind me of what goals and dreams I had as little me that were um, damaged and taken away from me. So I told you I'm a full-time traveler. I live a nomadic lifestyle. I travel the world. That's something that I dreamed of and believed in as a child and I forgot and I let go. And so this was the ultimate uh, act of reparenting to take on this lifestyle where I live in different parts of the world um, you know, sometimes two or three months here in Canada, a couple of weeks in Bangkok, a couple of weeks now I'm in, out in Cambodia. Um, I push it all the way to the limit because it was the, the, the abuse was severe. Um, the reparenting of myself and the living of a good life is severe, quote unquote, for a lack of better words. So um, yeah, I'm able to do that. And so when people do that download, they come into the group and they're talking about how it's encouraging and how it helps them. And um, obviously I want to create more and more things like that, but that's the approach in the, in the style that I, that I take in my group. Wow, that just sounds incredible. And I got to tell you, a countrywide water gun fight sounds like about the funnest thing I think I can possibly imagine. Like it's oh. like a total blast. I mean, it really does. No words from three-year-olds to 60-year-olds. Everybody has their guns, their buckets, their, it's just crazy. It's, it's, there are no words. I can't explain it. It's just so much freaking fun. And my inner child was just like, yay. <laughs> that is so awesome. And you know what? Um, you touched on the inner child, which is something I'm very passionate about. And something that I'm writing an ebook about right now. So I think we should schedule another podcast and dive into this whole inner child and um, reparenting thing because that's such a very uh, important topic and something that, you know, as you just touched on for a couple of minutes, is life changing when you get to a point where you can embrace um, the need to, to love your inner child and give them a voice and do playful things and just let them release and live kind of, the, you know, the life that they didn't get to oftentimes. Absolutely. That sounds incredible. And if I ever get to that part of the world, I'm going to definitely engage in this countrywide water gun fight. I swear to God, I am. It just sounds so cool. But <laughs> thank you so much, Tally. This has been amazing. Let's finish up. You can tell everybody where to find you online, on social media, your Facebook group, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I am Kimfolk Chronicles. Just look that up. Um, on Kimfolk Chronicles, there's a link to join the Kimfolk Chronicles Facebook group. If you are estranged, meaning you 100% don't have family, and I mean it has to be 100%, not low contact, but 100% no contact. And low contact would be, well, I do send a Christmas card. Well, I do talk to them sometimes, or I let the kids go over. Then stay in the Kimfolk Chronicles group. But if you're 100%, 
you know, not a strange, you can reach out to me um, via email info at kimfolkchronicles.com. Ideally, the best way is to reach out to me in the Kimfolk Chronicles group and I can add you to the estranged group. And that's where you can find me. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Just look up Kimfolk Chronicles and I will welcome you with, with open arms. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Tally Love, for joining me. KimfoChronicles.com. Check her out. Give her a follow. Uh, great information. She's got podcasts up there. She's got blog posts, uh, you know, all of her social media and, of course, on Facebook. So thank you again, Tally. It's been amazing, and I can't wait to do it again. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to Surviving My Podcast, sponsored by SurvivingMyPast.net, a blog about my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD, and in support of all who have survived the trauma of abuse. This podcast or any resources sponsored by survivingmypast.net should not be considered as therapy or professional medical help. If you are in crisis, I encourage you to seek out the services of a mental health or physical health professional. I also encourage you to check out online crisis support from sites like rain.org, oneand6.org, and the Samaritans. If you would like to be a guest on a future podcast, just contact me anytime through email, matt at survivingmypast.net, or use the contact forms on the blog. Thank you again for your support and encouragement, and always know that you rock. Talk to you soon.